Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hi, hi, welcome. I'm Classy. And I'm the Grokster Nick. God. And thanks for joining us on Takada, a variety talk show where we talk about anything and nothing at all and hopefully get you talking too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we just tell little jokes to please ourselves. It's going pretty well. This last week was a challenge. Had a couple of bad brain days, but the last few days have been uh, pretty good. Pretty good. That's good. I'm glad it's improved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, so I did a thing last night that uh, was really fun. A friend of mine is in theater, proper T-R-E theater, and uh, she's producing a show that is, so are you familiar at all with uh, interactive theater? Uh, like, you mean just where the audience kind of gets involved? Yeah, yeah. So like uh, the modern uh, iteration of that really is that you the theater space will be like, let's just say a house, for example. And there'll be like three or four actors and they'll be doing the play. But then the audience is part of the play in some ways. Uh, so they're just kind of watching people and you like, you can free roam, you can go to a room and see what's happening in that room. Uh, there's a couple plays along these lines in New York. And I think there's one in San Francisco called Speakeasy. Uh, the problem with that being that right now, since everyone's still sheltering in place, maybe by the time this airs, we'll be, no, we're not going to be no. uh, out of it. This by the, yeah. in December? No. Yeah. <laughs> Wishful thinking. Um, but since you can't really do that, what they did with this is it's virtual. So everyone gets a link to a, a Chrome extension or something like that. And then it's like a 2D video game. And when your little avatar gets close to someone else's little avatar, their camera window pops up so you can see them, you can speak to them, you can do all that. And so you just kind of wander around this house, uh, virtual house, uh, following certain actors as they portray their storylines and you either interact with it or you don't it was a lot of fun hmm. okay. yeah i did it completely wrong well there's no way to one way to do it wrong uh since i had a free ticket and i was somewhat familiar with interactive uh theater i've never actually been to one because they're not that close or anything uh but uh I knew the idea is what you're in theory, what you do is you go find an actor and you follow them and what's going on with their story and everything. But I decided to kind of jump into it fee first with the idea that this was a video game. So I was running around and interacting with everything and like searching for items and clues and stuff. So you thought it was an escape room, but play form. Kind of. Yeah. And it, and it, it essentially was like, there were some, really interesting aspect like i found a secret passage i found a weird frog uh so one of the things is there's there's npcs in the game and when you interact with the npc or i'm sorry in the play and when you interact with them it pops up like a little video and then it plays and then you have a couple of dialogue options and then another video will play based on on that i found this frog I'm like what the hell is this thing so i started talking to it and like it was at one point, it was playing a pan flute, and you're just like, uh, okay. I just could not figure out what was going on with the frog, and even to the point where I asked my friend what was up with it, and she said, oh, yeah, we just put that in there to fuck with people. I'm like, oh, well, mission accomplished. 
but yeah, I was just jumping in and out of storylines and kind of dipping here and there and trying to find things. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You'd have to go into it with a different mindset. Yes. Uh, the uh, So the, the ideal way what they say to experience it is you do it like three or four times, which frankly, that's a brilliant idea because most people, yeah, I go see Death of a Salesman. If I see it two years from now, go figure it's still the death of a salesman but this oh well because you're watching this storyline you're missing that storyline so you should go back and buy another ticket and watch it but um i definitely plan on doing it again and this time just plopping down with a uh, with an actor and just going through and seeing what's happening in their story because uh almost by accident i stumbled into the main storyline like there's a back room and I figured out the code to the back room. So I just punched the number in and then went in there. And then as I was doing that, uh, two of the main cast members came in with a group of, of theater goers. I was like, well, I seem to have found the main thrust of this thing. So I guess I'll just follow this for the rest of the little while. <laughs> so it's kind of like choose your own adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which speaking of which, I got, I got, Nick got me this choose your own adventure board game, like, a while ago didn't you get it for me like for my birthday or christmas or something i can't remember yes i think it was for your birthday and then uh i feel like maybe i took a little while to send it because we were supposed to go see each other and then just didn't and i was like you know what i should and then covid happened yeah <laughs> that's what it, oh, that's exactly what it was i yeah uh, like a couple months later i still had it and i was just like i should just mail this now <laughs> Yeah, speaking of which, I actually still have something here that, yeah, I should probably mail. <laughs> oh, cool. I like getting stuff. I've, I've had it since uh, BlizzCon 2019. <laughs> so, coming up on a year now. <laughs> I'm looking at this uh, Symmetra that you got me from BlizzCon 2018. I have that right by my computer monitor. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, so we played this choose your own adventure board game last night, um, a war with the evil power master. And it basically was choose your own adventure Flash Gordon style. It was just silly and kitschy and it was super fun. And we had a blast with it. And we did all the different voices for all the different characters <laughs> and like really got into it. And it it was a lot of fun. So I suggest anyone if you want just a really fun silly game to play with people um it's a co-op board game so we tend to as a it, like our small little group so my roommates and then we have um a couple of friends who are a couple who come over because they were coming over up until the quarantine shelter in place order and then beyond because we were all sheltering in place properly mm -hmm. so we see them every week on Saturdays to play board games. So they came over and then, but the the rule that we kind of have with each other because a couple, especially one roommate in particular is extremely competitive, <laughs> um, disembodied foot actually, not hand. Oh, although you're chuckling, you know, cause I figured you, you were thinking it was disembodied hand, but no, a uh, disembodied foot is, very competitive and so she can't really play competitive board games and have fun with it um <laughs> so we stick to only co-op board games as a group for the most part and uh 
so this one was a really good one to all play together and everyone had a lot of fun with it so because it was just really silly and there was all kinds of stuff that could have been innuendo but we definitely made innuendo <laughs> and yeah so it was great in flash Gordon, there's the that character ming the merciless played by Max von Sadow, I believe. Please tell me that Disembodied Hand was doing the voice for that character. Uh, we all took turns doing the voices, oh, okay. so yeah. So none, none of us really did. Uh, his voice, we just kind of spoke really loudly because it said <laughs> that, you know, like it, all of his voice lines were in all caps. So we just kind of like shouted everything he said oh that's great i feel like yeah. that's a great group too like you guys have the right mentality of like let's just do this as hamily as possible uh so we kind of decided right before this episode like we actually spent probably what half an hour <laughs> coming up with the concept yeah. for this episode right before this episode <laughs> we took a mulligan we had one going in but we realized it wasn't really fully fleshed out and so that'll be a good one but in the future, but yeah, yeah, we need to come up with an activity for it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so um, we ended up deciding that we would talk about travel because we don't get to do that right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or I mean, if you do like my roommates, uh, the chances of you getting COVID are <laughs> relatively high. So there's that. <laughs> I was going to say, speak for yourself, because I travel every day about 10 miles to work and then 10 miles back. Yeah, that's that's the extent of my of my vacations right now. Right. I get eight but, hours of vacation at work a week. <laughs> Sorry. But what do you feel is the best way to travel? So like by plane, car, train, uh, skateboard, you know, what's your... <laughs> What's your favorite way to travel? What's the best way to travel, in your opinion? Hitchhiking. Just take the open road. Actually, so for real. Jesus Christ. <laughs> for real. Now, it's not possible to do this uh, for various areas, but I love a train. Now, I'm not obviously, I'm not going to take a train to Europe because you can't go over the ocean. So for that, you got to fly. Although, having never been on a boat, uh, I might like to take one, but I don't know for sure. But I have gone to San Diego and back a couple of times on a train. And BART, when you get right down to it, is basically a train as well. And I've just always really enjoyed the train. Yeah, I actually like the train as well. Um, They have one from Sacramento to the Bay Area, but they have mm -hmm. like... They have some trains that are actually like travel trains, right? Like that oh, yes. actually go through semi-scenic routes and... They serve cookies and lemonade and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, you know, so it's like actually a travel experience. And I would like to do one of those. Like, I think that sounds like fun. There's one that goes from I think it goes from L.A. It may go as far as San Diego. I'm not sure. Uh, and I think it's called the Pacific Starlight. It's an Amtrak train and it goes from somewhere in South, South California. South California. That sounds so weird to say. Yeah. Southern. What the? <laughs> wow. Anyway, Southern California, all the way up to Seattle. And it takes, I think it's a 25-hour train ride from toe to tip. But uh, yeah, it is one of the most scenic things. And I've always wanted to do it. The only problem is it only has like one stop in uh, San Jose per day. 
So I would have to get on it at like, I don't know, at like three in the afternoon and then just go the rest of the way. And by then I'd be asleep for most of it. The one that I was on in Florida had alcohol service. The one down here in uh, in California, I don't believe did. Go figure Florida. They're like, yeah, go ahead, get drunk. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, I had a little little uh, a little brew dog or two uh, along with my hot dog. And I just watched miles and miles of swampland. Why do you call it brew dog? Sorry to interrupt. I don't normally <laughs> do this, but why? Because you've said this multiple times now. Why do you call them brew dogs? Because they're brews that you drink with your dogs. Okay. I'm, I'm uh, sorry I ask now. <laughs> it's just all part of the mystery. No, yeah, you get a drink or two. And uh, they usually have Wi-Fi. So when you're in the middle of just pure old swampland, you can look at your phone. How about you? Um, I mean, I would say plane just because it's the most efficient, mm-hmm. but I also like going by car. I actually like driving. That's like uh very cathartic for me. <laughs> that almost sounds like car-thartic. Car-thartic. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're very funny people. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, no, I I really enjoy driving. It's always been uh, a way that I calm down if I'm, you know, just kind of in my head about stuff. And I just go for a drive, get in the car and, you know, stop thinking about stuff like that. Or, you know, go park somewhere and reflect on it even more heavily without distraction. So, um, yeah. It's just, I actually really enjoy driving places. I don't mind long drives. What uh, What is the furthest that you've driven in one go? In one go? Um, yeah. Probably, probably up to Oregon to visit my family. So, mm-hmm. what, 10 to 12 hours? Okay. Oof, that um, is a long drive. Yeah, like, not nearly as long as... I mean, most people have driven longer distances. Like, my friend just got back from Illinois, and he drove the whole way. Oof. <laughs> like, I think he said it's, like, a 30 to 36-hour car drive, something like that. So, it's quite long. Yeah, a, f- <laughs> a, friend of, a friend of mine and her sister drove to... Oh, it's a national park, and I want to say it's in uh, it's in either Montana. I think it's in Montana. It's not Yellowstone. Glacier? Yes, let's go with that. Or it's either that or a, or the Badlands, which I know is in Utah. I just kind of forget uh, which Are one it was. Badlands in Utah? I thought they were in, like, Wyoming or something. Oh, if, that, if it's Wyoming, then that would make sense. And it probably was that one. Oh, no. A Badlands is in South Dakota. Oh, that's even further. Well, her and her sister drove, which whichever park it was that they went to, they drove there together, and it was a 17-hour drive, and they just tag-teamed it in one go. Like, uh, So one of them drove for eight hours while the other one rested, and then the other one drove for eight hours while the other one rested, and then they just kind of like flip-flopped again, that sort of thing, which... Hey, that's a great way of, uh, of of driving a huge expanse in one straight shot. But oh, man, I could not do that. No. Yeah. Yeah. I've said before, I don't really like driving. And if I could, I would just wouldn't do it. But for road, I do like road trips. We've gone on uh, road trips to to Fresno. 
a whole four hours from here, uh, as well I don't as San think Diego. That came, and that's not considered a road trip. Let's be yeah, clear. Yeah, not really. That's, that's a not, day trip. That's, that's, yeah, I don't know what that is, but it's not. <laughs> that's just going to see your friends. That is not yeah. a road trip. A yeah. road trip is when you actually, like, let's, that, that's a good question. What is the definition of a road trip in your mind? I would say anything that ends with a hotel or motel or whatever. So now, even though, for example, when my friends and I, when we went down to San Diego uh, for Comic-Con, we didn't stop at like King City and get a hotel or anything and then go the rest of the way, but it ended at a hotel and then, you know, we stayed there for three, four days while we did the convention and then we drove back up. So I would consider that a, uh, a road trip. See, I don't consider that a road trip because that's just a vacation. So a road trip in my mind is when the actual travel is solely that. It's you driving and experiencing things along the way. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's that's the whole vacation. Not you're going to a different destination and the part in between is considered a road trip. And no, I, I, I don't think so. I think a road trip is when the vacation is the driving and the things you see during your travels. Hmm. It's going to see the elephant, basically. Where what? you so going to see the elephant is just it's this old phrase of uh so back in the day there was just not a whole lot to do. So if there was an elephant like ten villages away, you and your family would just go walk to go see the elephant, but really the trip was the walk away from your uh your village. See, again, no, I don't think it's actually to go to see the elephant. I think a, it again, it's not about getting to a desk if you're Driving just to get to a destination and back, I don't think that's a road trip. Oh, okay, okay. I see. Because um, the elephant is is just an excuse to get out of your house, but I understand what you're saying now. That's what I consider a road trip. Just getting from getting to a destination and back, I think that's just travel, right? That's okay. not a road trip. Yeah, those are good definitions. Now, Good. that said... Which uh, of the modes of transport, which one, because obviously you said road trip is your favorite, which one are you just like, I I pass, I don't ever want to do that? I don't know that I'm necessarily that big on cruises or boats. I I think, like, there have been too many stories of boat happenings or... People just going missing? Yeah, just, I don't know. The the boat thing just does, I, I don't mind being on boats. Like, I mean, I've, right. I've been on day cruises, things like that, um, short ones. But, um, yeah, I, I, the whole lengthy cruise kind of deal doesn't really super appeal to me. I don't know. Boats just don't super appeal to me. Unless it's like a canoe on a lake, then I love it. <laughs> Or I love whitewater rafting. There are certain boats. And so for me, I guess I don't want to have to travel by boat. I want to just experience a boat, if that makes sense. Like a houseboat. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because you don't actually uh, go anywhere on a houseboat. You just kind of like have a barbecue on a houseboat. Have a party on a houseboat. Yeah. Like for me, it's just like that's a part of your trip. It's not the whole trip. 
because we've gone on vacations as a family and we used to go on very rugged vacations where it's like we would go whitewater rafting for 10 days at a time or something like that you know and we were a very outdoorsy family so that in that case it was the trip was about you know whitewater rafting but Mm -hmm. yeah it's just as long as it's the experience and not the actual mode of transportation to get from point a to point b yeah yeah i see that boats overrated never been on one well i mean i've been on like a little tiny dinghy rowboat fishing boat kind of thing but that's not the same as those giant floating cities that go from from (laughs) you know all around the uh the caribbean sea or whatever i'm not necessarily i'll put it to this way i feel like i would definitely do it one time and then I'm pretty sure that I would be just be so over it by the end of the the cruise that I would never do it again. But I would definitely try it the once. My roommates love cruises. They love mm-hmm. cruises. They love all-inclusive resorts. Going on them just to be wined and dined and then just lay around and read their books. Like, that is their ideal vacation, right? That's all they want to do. If that's what you're into, I can totally see loving cruises and all-inclusive resorts. For me just not my thing like i i don't i don't care for that like i don't i don't really see the appeal if i'm gonna relax like that i'd rather just be home because that's the most relaxing to me (laughs) i don't want to go to hawaii because i don't know what i would do there other than sit on a beach and read a book and it's like but i can do that here and not have to spend thousands of dollars to do so when I go on a vacation, I like to have a definite, I'm going to do this thing. And then I can find stuff to do before and after that, you know, fill in the blanks the rest of the way. But I like to have sort of a, a tent pole, if you will, that I know that I'm going to, this is what's going to happen. And then the rest of the, of the vacation is exploring or a city or whatever. I think this brings us into our activity quite nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, so welcome. we're Yeah, so we're doing not a draft. But we're talking about overrated, underweighted, underweighted, um, <laughs> overrated, underrated, best, worst, and where you want to go the most. Yeah. Why don't you start with your most overrated? Because I think you started to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, so, well, there is Hawaii, but uh, I'm trying to go of the places that I have been. So for me, the most overrated place that I've been, and to be clear, when we t- just like the last time we were talking about holidays, overrated doesn't necessarily mean bad. It just means that a lot of people value it way too much. But the most overrated place that I've been is Las Vegas. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. It was fun, but it was fun because I was there with about a dozen of my of my friends. We saw a couple shows. I saw a really nice concert of a band that I hadn't heard before called Hailstorm. H-A-L-E-S-T-O-R-M. Man, that band rocked. Like, rocked. Yeah. Uh, You know, we ate buffets and it was fun and I enjoyed it. But then, like, all, I don't know, maybe because I think I went when I was uh, 30, 31, maybe, you know, like my early 30s, essentially. uh, I wasn't really that much of a party guy. And we went to some clubs and I sat through that and it was fine and all. But yeah, I'm not a club person. So uh, I think that's the problem is a lot of people go there and they're just like, well, I'm just going to party at the club for three days straight and just go on a bender. I was just like, nah, that's cool. I don't need to do that. That's kind of the 
thing with our friend group though is that they got started drinking so late in life that um <laughs> they had experiences with partying and drinking much later in life so mm -hmm. you know whereas i'd gone to vegas already and you know i do not condone it but i <laughs> you know underage drank for a good portion of my high school career and you know things like that and so it's like for me by the time i turned 21 i was kind of over it already mm. so yeah i don't know vegas i actually only ever i've only ever gone to vegas for volleyball tournaments so um whether it was in college or in my adult life um because they have uh adult rec tournaments in vegas mm. as well um and so i have only ever been to vegas for volleyball tournaments um still you know, partying and drinking and all that stuff kind of goes on. Um, but yeah, I was never that big on it. And I'm not a huge gambler. Um, I don't really know how to play some of the card games necessarily, but I am a good luck charm for everyone I play blackjack with <laughs> because uh, I don't know the game. And so the dealer, the, the, you can ask the, the dealer questions and they can help you out in that sense, like just to learn the game. They're obviously not going to, they're not there to help you win um, because all my friends were sitting with me and I was, you know, having this talk with the dealer and the dealer was teaching me and things like that. Like uh, all of my friends were up like hundreds of dollars. So that was a relatively fun experience. But yeah, Vegas in general, granted, I haven't gone to shows in Vegas and I think that would actually be a lot of fun if I yes. only went to Vegas just to go to shows. Right, like that would be amazing. I I can't believe I didn't think of your overrated one because yes, I personally can't stand <laughs> Vegas. Like, yeah, I also just really hate crowds and lots and lots of people and loud noises <laughs> and smoke and oh you yeah. Know, so for me, it's like that is literally the epitome of everything I hate. It's like overindulgence, lots of people, you know, smoky air. It's just awful for me. I I hate Vegas. <laughs> You're right. I will. So for anyone listening, uh, I will give you my personal here's how you do Vegas uh, uh, guide. Yeah, uh, my 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 killer strat, if you will, go on GameFacts.com and look this one up is number one, stay off the strip like the and we're talking like a couple of miles off the strip because those hotels they're still really nice. Okay, the ones that are on the strip are, wow, they're so cool, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, you know what? They're just tourist traps, and they're charging you way too much. We would stay at, um, oh, oh, South Point is what it was called. That's like 10 miles away from the strip. It was so, uh, what sort of, so casual. Like, people would just walk around. It was like the old person's, uh, a casino hotel so it was just a bunch of people just there to play blackjack pie gal whatever and then go see your show so like you were saying just now classy go find a show or some sort of attraction that you want to do and then you know before that or after that play some craps and then you go back to the uh, hotel at the end of the night eat the buffet which actually they have very good buffets there usually buffets are kind of let's just give you the cheapest meat that we can to get you like, no, for some reason they're like, no, no, no. let's get you the best stuff. I even feel safe eating. Uh, well, I don't like seafood, but if I were to eat seafood at a Las Vegas casino, even though there are no oceans nearby, I would feel safe still. Uh, but yeah. And then just hit the hot tub. That's what I would do. 
it was fun yeah but yeah the people the people were like well i'm gonna get on my or get off my plane at mccarran pound some brew dogs haha how do you like that take a cab to the strip and then just black out for three days and then come back it's like why why you're gonna lose so much money that way one of the years that I went for volleyball, we actually did an Airbnb. And here's another tip uh, for getting an Airbnb in Vegas. If it has a pool, you have to pay extra, I believe, to have them heat the pool because our pool was <laughs> not heated and it was absolutely freezing and awful. And so we couldn't even use it or go in it. And so, yeah, you want to compare with whoever the airbnb person is and this was years ago so maybe they have upped their airbnb game but i would imagine they haven't because pools are expensive so yeah just uh before you go confirm that they are willing to heat the pool before you get there or do something to make it usable speaking of that uh the last time my friends or some of our friends and i went down to anaheim for wondercon we got a house through not airbnb but it was an airbnb type thing i think it was verbo i don't know for sure but they had a pool in the back and it was it was heated sort of uh, it was just heated to a regular degree, but one of our friends who was very crafty realized all you have to do is move this knob. And so he just turned that knob and basically we turned that heated pool into a very big hot tub, uh, which was probably really bad, but we've never used Verbo again. So uh, we escaped the karma of that. <laughs> I don't even know what Verbo is. A vacation rental by owner, now that I think about it. But it's basically Airbnb, just someone else deciding, well, we're going to do that too. Ah, I see. All right. So what do you believe is overrated? Mexico. Is it a place that you've been? Yes, Mexico I've been. Um, I, I think it's overrated because, uh, I mean... <sighs> You know, obviously, again, if you're in all-inclusive resorts and if you're into that kind of thing, you know, by all means, it's probably a great place to go. And you can get really good deals, and I get it. Um, personally, I just, I don't really enjoy Mexico. Like, I have not, I've been there a few times, and I haven't really enjoyed it any time I've gone. So, mm -hmm. it's just, I don't know. No, I, I hear you. Yeah, it's kind of kind of the same thing for me as vegas but not uh, not exactly like there's lots of people it's also i mean outside of the resorts and stuff um it's you know lots of people and it's a poorer country and dirty in some places like some of the places i've gone and maybe i haven't gone to the right places and I, I don't want to, like, say anything that's going to offend people in that sense, <laughs> you know, but I just, I really didn't enjoy it. And, you know, maybe someone needs to give me a better experience of Mexico, but I personally just, yeah, it was not my favorite. And I I know lots of people really enjoy going there, and I just... I think it's way overrated. My mom used to work for a company called Sun Trips uh, back when travel agencies still existed. And Sun Trips specialized in 
trips to Puerto Vallarta and Cabo San Lucas. Uh, is Cabo San Lucas? That's yeah. the one at the very southern tip of Baja, right? Okay, yes. Um, so we went there because every year she would get, I think, two trips comped uh, through the company. And so we went to some sun trips, all-inclusive uh, things, and uh, I was just really bored. Um, and it was partly because, like you're saying, like you can go on a boat and you can see fish in the glass-bottom boat, and you could sit on uh, uh, by the pool and drink alcohol. But I was, let's see, sixth grade, so I was 11. I was not exactly a drinker at that point. Uh, so really all we would do, my brother and I, we would just sit in our our hotel room because we got a separate suite and we would watch HBO because we didn't have HBO at home. So I don't know. Yeah. It was just when you were a little kid like that, there just wasn't a whole lot to do. And if you're an adult, there is, but then you got kids that you got to wrangle with you. And actually the funny thing that you, you mentioned is the most fun that I had while I was there was when we left the resort. Like um, we left the resort to go across the street, essentially to, whatever the Cabo San Lucas version of, of uh, Safeway is. And we bought some groceries and then we cooked them at our, at our, in our suites and everything. And that was fun. I enjoyed that. But the sitting around in a cabana, uh, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. See, when we went off, I remember very vividly, there was this guy who was trying to get money from my dad and he showed us his like, swollen leg and I just <laughs> I remember very vividly his leg and kind of the pus coming out of his skin and just all these things and yeah. I was like okay like and so that'll... yeah I just I, my experience was very tainted yeah that'll that'll put you off on it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I'm just not a big fan <laughs> understandable understandable okay so what is your most underrated so it's sort of a broader category, but I wanted to limit it, limit it. I wanted to narrow it to one specific city. So I'm going to say Baltimore, Maryland, which I've mentioned in the past, but largely because that entire East Coast area is so dense and so built up that if you went to Baltimore, you can very easily in a day go to New York City, Philadelphia, uh, Washington, D.C., Richmond, Virginia. The whole Eastern Seaboard is pretty close together. Uh, so, but also I just really liked Baltimore while I was there. This was again, about the same time, come to think of it. So sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, uh, we would go back. So that was trying to do math in my head, 1993, 94 or so. So it had just sort of started to revitalize like it's Harbor and clean up the, uh, the downtown and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, I really want to go back now. Obviously I can't right now. And, uh, even if I could, it would be humid as hell. So don't go... Unless you're used to that sort of thing. If you're an East Coaster by nature, or if you live in, I don't know, Brazil, you might be happy right now. But uh, for my money, yeah, I, I, I couldn't go. But it's this this uh, it's a good place to go. Lots of surprising amount of history, uh, some good culture, and uh, nice places to eat. Just things to do, see and do. Yeah, mine's actually along your same lines, but even broader. <laughs> Um, so for me, um, I'm thinking like the United States and Canada, so kind of North America, but you know, minus Mexico, because I've already talked about how I think it's overrated, but yeah. So for me, it's Canada and the United States, specifically the various like United States. Um, cause I think, you know, everyone's like, oh, I would love to go to Europe and I'd love to go all these places. And it's like, we have a lot in our 
relatively near vicinity that is really cool, really neat, lots of neat history that you can learn about our country and just there's so much to see and do within our quote-unquote own backyard, right? And so I, I feel like it's very underrated and there are some, and actually one of, like coming up here, one of the thing, one of the places I'm talking about is a specific state I've gone to. And so I've been to a lot of the United States. Um, that's probably the most I've traveled to and thoroughly enjoyed every single state I've visited. Oh, yeah. There's there's a lot to do in areas. For example, like we were going to go to Gen Con, which is in Indianapolis, and I was genuinely excited to go explore Indianapolis. Uh, to the point where I, f I was looking to see what kind of regional food they had. Uh, and apparently they are known for corn on the cob or various some various types of corn on the cob. But then also uh, fried pork chops. And I was just like, I cannot wait to eat a fried pork chop. But there's always, always just other things going on. Now I understand why people say I want to go to Paris. I want to go to Europe, blah, 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 blah. When we talk about areas in the u.s to visit we're not talking i can't wait to fly from new york or whatever all the way to fresno california or um ogden utah we're talking about you know salt lake city san francisco even to this point i think san jose is on the come up a little bit but i think that's mostly going to be like business travel yeah that's there's nothing to do in san jose unless you're in a business or you're going to a convention like so san jose i mean literally it's you know kind of in the heart of silicon valley uh a little bit i mean it, it silicon valley i consider the heart of it a little bit more north like mountain view kind of area but mm -hmm. uh san jose is still very much considered silicon valley and so yes it's a lot of business travel there's lots of conventions and there's lots of stuff in the surrounding area, but San Jose proper is really just kind of a relatively big city without much to do in it because it's a lot of residential city. Yeah, there is quite a bit to do here, but there's nothing to do here that you can't do someplace else and even someplace closer. I'm sorry, someplace else and better. So, for example, we have some good theaters here uh there's the center for the performing arts there's the hammer theater but if you want to go see plays or something you would just go to san francisco right <laughs> or oakland or well actually yeah oakland has uh some good theaters there too or la like if you live in new york city well that's a bad example because if you live in new york city you're just going to go to broadway but let's say you live in i don't know abiza trying to name a, a spot in Spain. You're, I'm going to I'm going to go to America and I'm going to go watch some shows. You're going to go down on a long list before you hit San Jose. Right. Uh, same thing with like, we have golf. We have things, we have some golf courses and nice things like that, but there's other places that are known for it better. So you're right. Like this is a place where business travelers go. And all of those attractions are so like, they're there because it's a big city, but also for hmm. those businesses to schmooze their clients, not like not like they're actually oh, yeah. really big, cool things to do. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Like, like, uh, well, uh, oh, I forget the name of the golf club, but it's a very big golf club and it's off of, uh, of Santa Moss Expressway. Coyote Creek? Let's say yes, because I... The one kind of in Gilroy? 
Is it really that far away? There is huh. one in Gilroy that's relatively big. Oh, yeah. It's probably that one. I, I Like I said, I don't really like golf, so I have no idea where any of these are. But I know there's one that people like to go to around here. And it's largely because, uh, like you're saying, if you run Oracle, for example, even though that's in Oakland, bad example. But if you run that, you need a place to take your uh, clients and investors golfing. Right. So what's the best place that you've ever gone? Ah, so one of those cities actually is San Diego, which is one of the ones that I was talking about, because even though I go for the convention and I go there, well, every year, but this year, uh, I actually always wish I could spend more time in San Diego because there's so much to see and to do uh, and in the surrounding area. There's even places like I've been told you must go eat at this place. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It has a name like House of Meat or something like that. It's between uh, San Diego and Carl's bad, but not the Carl's bad caverns, because as we talked about in the past, those are in New Mexico. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, it's basically it's just a place that's very well known for its roast beef, and I want to try it, but we just never have the time, and we can never afford to stay that long, so we have to leave. And yeah, I just always feel like I wish I had done more when I was down there. And it's right along the coast, so even though it can get warm, it's not an oppressive heat like even when it's pretty humid it's still not that bad because you've got all that uh offshore breeze so you're kind of kind of cool kind of whatever and yeah yeah no i've just i've always enjoyed it nice yeah i like san diego a lot mm -hmm. too um my yeah. best um i actually have two that i couldn't choose between so deal with it <laughs> <laughs> So when I was in, uh, or it was the summer after third grade, I believe, uh, mm. my dad took us for a month. He took a sabbatical from work, and then my mom was in rehab, and so he took us to Alaska, and so we traveled around Alaska for a month, and oh, nice. uh, yeah, that was amazing. I went everywhere in Alaska, and got to experience all the wilderness and just all these different people and cultures and from all over the world and some people who couldn't even speak English but I was like what is that eight years old at the time or something like that and mm. I somehow made friendships with people in different countries who didn't even speak English so like you know it was <laughs> it was uh just kind of a crazy amazing trip um and then the other place was Costa Rica. Um, that was an amazing, cool country where we did so many different things. Like we camped out on the beach for a couple of days and then we went whitewater rafting and we randomly found this discotheque where no one was <laughs> dancing and our all of our families that went, like we all just ended up getting dressed and going dancing in this discotheque where there was no one else but us and we were all just <laughs> crazy and so yeah it was just like I've had I've been very fortunate in my travel over the years um and growing up and those were two of my favorite vacations for sure like hands down when you went to Alaska, what month was it? Just out of curiosity, if you remember. It was the summer, so I either okay, June, okay. July, or August, because I was not in school. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it it is true. There are almost 24 <laughs> hours of daylight. Um, it and So basically all of the 
places we stayed have blackout curtains so that you can actually try and sleep during normal hours, but it is still light until, you know, midnight, two in the morning, and then it gets kind of dim. Yeah, and then it gets just light again. Like, it, it's pretty crazy. Hmm. I, mm, I have a weird relationship with Alaska. <laughs> I kind of want to go just to see, like, well, I've always wanted to see the Northern Lights. Um, I don't know. For so, It's just something weird. Like, I just always want, it's, it's an ineffable, why do I care? It's just this kind of green thing up in the sky, right? I don't know. For some reason, it seems neat to see. So I've always wanted to go for that. But then also, oh, it's so cold. It's <laughs> and not, I'm a wuss. It's not actually that cold. Like, during the summer, it's not that cold. Like, you'll, you'll yeah. be fine. The only places it's super cold are if you go, you know, near the glaciers and stuff like that. And in that case you know it's going to be cold and so you bundle up it's fine but if i go in the summer i can't see the northern lights uh, i don't think can i you? think you can i feel like i did okay i think that's okay I actually i just always assume northern lights in alaska let's see like when it is um yeah i always assumed it was uh it was during the winter Typically best made in late fall and winter slash early spring. So they can be seen throughout the winter months on nights with clear skies. Hmm. So, yeah. But I, I feel like there was one night where I, like, kind of saw them. And it was probably the That's more cool. southern part of the state where mm -hmm. it gets a little bit darker at night, right? Yeah, you probably need uh, that dark sky to actually see them. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get into Northern Lights in a little bit when I talk about where I'd like to go. Uh, but Me too. Uh, for now, whoosh. <laughs> Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Really funny story. But um, How about we just well, no. do that now? No, 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 okay. no, no. Let's go off what the, the worst place. Okay. So the worst place you've been. Where my grandma used to live, Spokane, Washington. I hate Spokane. Uh, it's so a lot of folks think of Washington state and they think about Seattle and, uh, maybe the, what's uh, Bellingham up by the, uh, the border. Wait, is that Bellingham? Yeah, it is. Um, whatever. And so I think, Ooh, lots of rain. No, no, no. Everything East of the mountains of uh, the Cascades is just desert and it's hot and it's, it's a wasteland. just not a pleasant it's a waste. Thank yeah. you. Perfect. No, it is. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, people don't realize. Yeah. And so, no, my grandma used to live in Spokane. And the thing is also, I feel like anytime I was there, it was 1950. And I practically expected to see a couple of signs saying whites only. Uh, yeah, did not, did not like Spokane. Will not go back. Zero out of ten. Yeah. So my actual, um, the worst place I've been, and this is completely tainted by my experience solely it's not because it's a bad place to go by any means um the worst place i've been is jamaica and i'm sure people love jamaica the <laughs> reason i dislike it is because i only got to experience one night of it before i got <laughs> so sick 
that I was, oh, yeah, no. like I was just, I was both ends just so sick, oh. so sick. Um, and so, yeah, I was that sick for the entire rest of the trip. Um, I only started getting better the day that we were leaving. And so I didn't get to experience it hardly at all. Um, and I ended up leaving my Fuji's The Score CD in the CD player in the resort. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was an awful, awful trip. That's a, a very niche thing at the end to add on, but I can tell how much that meant to you. Well, I love that CD. It was a great CD. I know. That was a That's great what I'm album. Saying. I can tell that... <laughs> The fact that I'm going to say, what, 15 years? I, I don't know when you went, but at least 15 years later, you're like, man, I can't believe I left that CD there. Oh, it was more than 15 years. I must have been 12 in Jamaica. So <laughs> what is, oh, how do I math? Uh, 23 I years? Yeah, almost uh. 23 years. It still sits with me. Yeah. How, because you said you were there for one night. How at least would you say that that one night before all of it all broke bad how would you say that that went <laughs> so it was okay i met a 15 year old boy who i ended up kissing <laughs> that night who probably got me sick Aww. but it was like my first kiss <laughs> he looked like um what's his face from duran duran the lead singer rob oh. not rob that was his name i know uh it's simon it's lebon on the tip of oh Okay, never mind. Yeah, so he looked like Simon LeBon. Um, his name was <laughs> Rob, though. Uh, Rob LeBon. From New York. And yeah, so <laughs> he looked like Simon LeBon, and that was my first kiss, and it was awful. And because, I mean, your first kiss is just bad, right? Because you don't know how to do it. Yeah. Um, And he was so much older than me, and just, yeah, it was not a good experience but but it was a really fun night up until that point and then the next day i just was sick as a dog so i probably got him sick too eh. <laughs> well that's what he deserves yeah because as you were describing it i was thinking like oh that's so sweet and then i realized wait no he's a 15 year old kissing a 12 right. year old that's that's really gross yeah. like uh yeah yeah that's funny i actually i've never been well no surprise that i've never been to jamaica but i've kind of always wanted to go uh i feel like there was a video game that got me interested in it and i don't remember what it was or was it cool runnings because that movie was fantastic oh that movie was great i i learned something about that today it's one of those movies that has a bunch of different titles in other languages because cool runnings that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, right? right? So in, I think it, I forget if it was Finland or Norway or somewhere, but the translation for it is just cold bottom. I'm like, that's funny. That is funny. That's good. Yeah. Where would you most like to go in this world? So I have thought, oh, to, to, to hell. I would, I would just like to end the suffering right now. No, um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because... I don't, okay, I'm not rich by any means, but because of this pandemic, I haven't been spending money. So the last time I checked my bank account before they changed my password and I got to go get that all sorted out. But the last time I checked my uh, bank account, I had enough where I could afford to go on an international trip. 
uh, obviously once all this is over. So I've been trying to think of where to go because I'm probably only going to get one real chance to do this all big. I was thinking about it and thinking about my family and just the places that always kind of fascinated me. And I think at this time, if uh, the clouds parted and there was no war risk of infection or anything, I would probably go to Stockholm, Sweden. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah my, my, my grandpa is from outside of there. We believe he's from Brumflo. Uh, he had a habit of lying about where he was from, so we're pretty sure it's Brumflo. And uh, it's just a nice place to go uh, to be in the warmer times. But if I went in the cooler times, this is where I was talking about with the, the our northern lights, I could see him again. See him again? See them for the only time ever. And uh, yeah, also, the crazy thing is I've always been kind of limited by the fact that I don't speak other languages and I'm very bad at learning them. But Swedes... Not 100%, but they tend to speak English almost better than a lot of Americans that I know. Yeah, I actually have a really good friend who's in Sweden, so yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I could stay with him or her. Yeah. Go get me a, uh, get me a bed. But yeah. <laughs> um, I would really want to go along those same lines, um, not based on family, I don't. Uh, I don't have a cultural background in Iceland, but um, I would love to go to Iceland. Ooh. So, um, just it's affordable now. Yeah, I've just always wanted to go. The I like the rugged terrain and just kind of mm -hmm. the overall wilderness of it. And I would love to see the Northern Lights. That is something I've always wanted to do. So, yeah. And you could see Fire Saga. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That, that was a great movie. It truly was. Yeah. You saw that after, right? Because we were all texting about it when you were watching it for the yes. first time. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it after the hype, uh, and I was very pleased with it. it you were right. It's There is a good bit of warmth to it, and you're. Uh, I think it was you who was saying that Will, Will Smith, that's not correct at all, Will Ferrell is in it, and he's a big part of it, but it's not really his movie. It's was it Rachel McAdams? Yeah. Yeah, it's more about her, which was, that was a, a real good touch, because as much as I love Will Ferrell, and I love Step Brothers, uh, and many of his other movies, uh, he can be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've um, kind of gotten over his style of humor. Uh, the movies that yeah. I've enjoyed the most are when he's not acting as much like Will Ferrell, like Elf. Elf is one of my favorite movies of all time. And he was, mm -hmm. he was very much Will Ferrell in it, but at the same time, not very Will Ferrell, right? Because he was very innocent uh, humor about him in yes. Elf. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Um, and I feel like Eurovision was a little bit of that again, because it wasn't so gross and, uh, you know, that crazy outlandish humor um, as much. Um, and it was very much just, and it, there was a bit of innocence to him again because of this mm -hmm. kind of having this dream and trying to aspire to it. So, and the, until the end, he wasn't interested in his partner at all. <laughs> right. He just wanted to do this thing. Yeah. Which that also was a real nice touch. But before we get too off topic, mm -hmm. we might want to just, uh, say, you know, I'm classy. 
And I was Nick. W were you Nick, though? You weren't just Nick. Yeah, but, uh... Oh, yes. The Grokster. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I gotta write him down, because I, I will often just forget in the middle of the episode. <laughs> Fair. But we're signing off and hoping you have a good tomorrow and take care of each other. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NOTLG.com.